guys. Welcome to All In Line. My name is Allison. I am 15 years old and I am from Seattle, Washington. I started this podcast because of my passion for becoming a sports broadcaster. If you want to listen to today's most controversial topics in the sports world, you have come to the right place. On the Line will keep you informed about all the hot topics and news regarding all sports. Tune in every Sunday for a new episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's topic. Don't forget to share the podcast with all your friends and follow On The Line on Instagram at on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison. Thank you. Welcome back to On The Line. My name is Addison, and this week I'm going to be doing more of episodes, my original episodes, the ones I started off doing, which are just solo episodes, just me talking about sports. This week I'm going to be doing an overview of the first half of the 2020-2021 NFL season. So my dad gave me this idea. My love for football is kind of what stemmed my aspiration of becoming a sports broadcaster slash NFL sideline reporter. This was the sport that I first started loving to watch. Like this was a sport I always enjoyed watching. Always loved Sundays and watching football. And from there, it led me to finding out about the sports broadcasting career and the journalism field, and the sideline reporting, and that that's an option. And it combined kind of my love for research, talking, and sports all in one. So basically, football brought me to where I am now and starting this podcast. And I haven't talked about football all that much, so I thought it'd be nice to switch things up, take a break from interviewing the high school athletes, and just do another more casual episode with just me. So let's get started. The AFC West, Buffalo Bills are in the lead 5-2. The AFC North, the Steelers are in the lead at 6-0, the only undefeated team in the league. The AFC South, the Titans are in the lead 5-1. And the AFC West, the Chiefs are in the lead 6-1. And the NFC East, the Eagles are in the lead Wait till you hear this number. Two to four. Yes, they've won twice and they lost four times. And they're in the lead. That's pretty crazy. The NFC East kind of needs some help. <laughs> and then in the NFC North, the Bears are in the lead, five to one. In the NFC South, the Buccaneers are in the lead, five to two. In the NFC West, the Seahawks are in the lead, five to one. A little bit disappointed about that one loss there because I'm a Seahawks fan. But it was a super good game, and overall, they've had a pretty good season. Their offense has been pretty good. Defense, though, could use a little bit of help. I think that if our defense was able to make more stops on Sunday night, we could have won the game. Overtime always is just so nerve-wracking. I hate when games go into overtime, but I was like running around the house and jumping up and down and screaming so loud because when it was overtime and I thought they were going to win it because the kicker was kicking perfectly the whole night, straight down the center, so accurate. He didn't miss one, and it was overtime. We had the ball first. 
We weren't able to obviously kick a field goal, make a touchdown, nothing. We couldn't put any points on the board. Let's see, the Cardinals have the ball and they're able to kick a field goal. And obviously they decide to kick a field goal and to not go for it on fourth down. And I'm like, okay, it's over. I just accepted the fact that we were going to lose. But then Zane Gonzalez, the kicker, goes to kick and they end up calling a timeout. Now he made that kick the first time. So then... There was a timeout. He had to go back on the field to make his second attempt. Not really, but basically a practice run the first time. But my dad's like, oh, when that happens, you kind of like psych out the kicker. Because he went into the first kick being like, I either win the game or lose it. And it kind of just messes with your mind after that happens. When there's a timeout called in the middle of you kicking a field goal, if that makes sense. But I'm like, no, he's going to make it. He is making it perfectly every single time. But then he goes to kick and he's off by five feet. And my dad and I were just like screaming and we were so excited. But then long story short, we ended up losing, which is disappointing. He ended up making the field goal again later on in overtime with like a minute left in overtime, something like that. So that was really disappointing. But you know, like my dad was saying, sometimes you have to have a loss to come back and be even better. So hopefully that is the case. Anyways, the number one offense in the league right now are the Seattle Seahawks. The When you look at defense, that's a whole other story. They're like 20-something at the very bottom. And then the Steelers have the number one defense. So those are the number one offense and defense. And again, the Steelers are the only undefeated team. Pretty crazy. So they're 6-0 now. All right, and now let's talk about some of the rookie standouts or in the season. So I chose five of them. There are no particular order. A couple quarterbacks, wide receivers, safety. So it'll be interesting to see the standout rookies later on in the season. And so I'll pick five later in the season, maybe at the end, and kind of do a reflection, like who was the strongest rookie. Because some of them might not have had very many, had much playing time and they're still getting used to being in the NFL, so maybe they'll shine brighter later on in the season. But so far, these are the five rookie standouts of the first half of the season, starting with Joe Burrow. He was a 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, and he was drafted number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's had 2,023 passing yards, a 65.5% completion rate, Nine touchdowns, five interceptions, kind of an interesting ratio of touchdowns to interceptions. And he was a first rookie to throw for at least 300 yards, three games in a row. And right now he is ranked 12 for his position. So he's a 12th quarterback in the league. And then my second rookie I have here is Justin Herbert. He was picked sixth overall to the Ducks. What I definitely just said Justin Herbert went to the Ducks. Nope. I don't know why I just said that. He Justin Herbert was a former duck, but now he's on the Chargers. Anyways, Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback for the Chargers, but ended up getting injured because he was getting an inje- injection to help with a leg injury, and his leg ended up getting punctured, which is not okay. Like, how does that even happen? Like, they have the best of the best doctors, and they should know how to properly inject the athletes and people in general. But Tyrod Taylor's leg ended up 
being punctured, so he couldn't play. And then that's when Justin Herbert stepped in and ended up making a pretty big impact and has done really well since then. So he's had 1,542 passing yards, a 72% completion rate, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, and has averaged 8.7 yards per attempt, which is fourth in the league. And now he was just named the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. He is ranked 15 for his position. Now on to some wide receivers. So the first one I have here is Justin Jefferson. He was picked number 22 overall, and he's had 28 receptions, 537 yards, three touchdowns, and is averaging 19.5 yards per catch, coming in fifth in the league. And right now he is ranked number 10 for wide receivers in the league, which is pretty cool because he is a rookie. So he has really proved that he can be a strong contender in the league and for his team. And if I didn't mention it already, he is playing for the Vikings. Now the other wide receiver I have here is C.D. Lamb. He was drafted number 17 overall to the Cowboys. He's had 36 receptions, 497 yards, two touchdowns, and in his first four games, he had at least 59 yards, and right now he's ranked 20 for wide receivers. Last but not least, I have a safety in here, Antoine Winfield Jr. He was drafted number 45 overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's had 25 tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, and recently had his first interception. So as of now, those are the top five rookie standouts. Now on to impactful injuries. Now, something something happened this year in the NFL, and they just got an injury bug. Something happened, and there have just been a lot of injuries and some crucial injuries as well, some really impactful injuries. And it started in week two. Week two was full of injuries, including Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Drew Locke. That's only to name a few. I know my fantasy team was looking a bit rough week three because a lot of players were questionable and out. Speaking of my fantasy team, it's not doing so hot. We started off strong, four wins in a row. I'm like, okay, we got this. And then my dad and I were doing the fantasy team together, and so our team just plummeted and really took a turn for the worse. But we haven't had Dalvin Cook for a while. We've had a lot of backups, so hopefully once Dalvin Cook is back and healthy, our team will kind of do better. But also had Juju Smith-Schuster as well, and he's been out and questionable. So hopefully once they're both healthy, our team will kind of go up a bit, but now we're four and three, which is a bit disappointing. But anyways, off of that tangent, now going back to the injuries. Right now, there's still lots of people injured, even a few weeks after week two. And I feel like every week, there's just more and more names to the injury list. So I'm just going to name a couple. Mike Parcell with the Broncos, he's a nose tackle, is out for the season, for the rest of the season with a foot injury. Dalvin Cook, like I was saying, was out with a groin injury. Miles Sanders was out with a hamstring injury. And a lot of other athletes are out for the season, including Brandon Copeland. He's out for the season with a torn pectoral. I don't know if I said that right. Basically a torn pec muscle. He is a linebacker. And Odell Beckham, the most recent one, is out for the season with a torn ACL. 
I feel bad for those who have him on his on their fantasy team. Their fantasy team's gonna take a bit of a hit there. And then probably the biggest injury that I'm sure you all have heard about is Dax Prescott with this gruesome leg injury. Yeah, that was that was tough to watch and it's sad, especially because he only had a one-year contract. So he's gonna be out for the season. It'll be interesting to see if he returns. Luckily, his surgery went well because you, I'm sure, have heard about the issue with, is his name Adam Smith? Actually, it's Alex Smith, not Adam Smith. (laughs) So yeah, he also suffered a pretty gruesome leg injury. He was out for a really long time and ended up, his leg ended up getting infected. So luckily, everything went well with Dax Prescott's surgery. So hopefully we'll see him back in the league next year. Same with Odell Beckham. Now, on to COVID. So obviously COVID has really put a dent in, I would say, all sports. And the NFL was good last year. So they didn't get the bulk in the front of COVID. But obviously now they are having to make changes and implement some new regulations and restrictions and guidelines to make sure everyone stays as healthy as possible. From the beginning of the season, quite a few opted out because that's just what they're comfortable with. So now that it's going into week, is it eight now? Yeah, going into week eight, COVID has definitely left its footprint on the NFL and has definitely made an impact and has been detrimental to a lot of different teams. So there have been over a hundred cases. Two teams have had complete outbreaks and then other teams, their cases were were more contained and isolated. But again, over a hundred cases and it's only week six. And a lot of people think that the NFL is not doing enough to prevent COVID. And I kind of feel like that is true. I I noticed it was kind of weird because it's like they're playing with each other, not wearing masks and touching, and then they go to do their coin toss at, like for overtime and they had to wear masks. And I thought that was kind of funny and ironic because what's the point of them wearing masks when they play with each other earlier in the game and they weren't wearing masks but that doesn't really have anything to do with if the NFL is doing enough to prevent COVID but obviously they aren't doing enough because of the cases whereas the NBA bubble there were barely any cases and they were playing at the strongest part of COVID when it was still new and still bad throughout the whole country and the world. And they were able to make it work. They were able to play safely and they were successful at it. The bubble was very successful, but right now the NFL isn't as lucky and isn't as successful. The NFL is even saying that they are even considering and are prepared to to bump back the Super Bowl date to March because of all the postponed games. Teams, so many teams have been impacted by COVID cases and have been having outbreaks. There had to be games that were postponed. And people are saying like, I'm prepared to be watching my team play on a Thursday at eight in the morning at super weird times, just because so many teams are getting hit with COVID. 
So, of course, they have to postpone when it's a huge outbreak. And they need to make sure that networks are able to provide coverage of the game so people can watch. And that might be Thursday at 8 in the morning. It's been kind of interesting, COVID and the NFL, and whether or not they're actually doing enough to really put a stop to it or if they've kind of loosened up on their guidelines and haven't really been doing their job to keep everyone healthy and safe. So that's all I have for you today. Just kind of a recap of things that have gone on in the NFL as of now, the current standings in the different conferences, the rookie standouts, some impactful injuries, and how COVID has been impacting the NFL. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Just Me. Next week, we're going to be getting back to our interviews. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to share the podcast with all your friends and family. And make sure to tune in next week, Sunday, in the morning, like always, to listen to an interview with a basketball player, which is going to be so fun. And then also look out for an episode with Annabelle, who has been on the podcast a couple times. We are going to be talking in depth about the bubble. So yeah, that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to follow on the line on Instagram at on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison. And you can follow me on Instagram at Addie.Wong. Bye guys.